Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. Hello, folks, and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Winged Wheel Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Hanna. And uh, like I mentioned, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. What you're going to hear today is a replay of the Winged Wheel podcast night at the LCA that happened last Saturday, October 29th. So that is a special event that we have run now a few times with the Detroit Red Wings in partnership with them and in benefit of the Jamie Daniels Foundation. Uh, So it is a really, really fun night. Uh, The turnout has been absolutely astronomical, has blown us away. Uh, And what it is, is there uh, are tickets sold and every ticket purchased, a portion of the proceeds are donated from the Red Wings and us, the Winged Wheel podcast to the Jamie Daniels Foundation. Uh, They get access not only to the uh, Detroit Red Wings game that night was against the Minnesota Wild and uh, you get to sit in special Winged Wheel podcast sections. So we had the entire gondola, you filled it up, upper bowl and lower bowl sections. uh, Just the crowd was absolutely packed with Winged Wheel podcast fans and listeners. Uh, You also get access to a special pre-game live recording of the Winged Wheel podcast. Uh, the previous, the first two happened uh, right outside Little Caesars Arena uh, in the uh, beer garden. Uh, we had the very good problem of there were so many of you wanting to come that we needed to find a bigger space uh, and some that was uh, indoors so we can guarantee that it would be not so frigid for people. So we went just across the street to Hockey Town Cafe for the uh, pregame stuff and uh, that live recording, you filled multiple floors of Hockey Town Cafe. Uh, it featured special guests, Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond, as well as our good friend Prashant Iyer joined us for this most recent one. And it was a really great chat. It's awesome to do live shows and to see you all there. That support is immense. Uh, as with any live show, the audio and the video, even for this one will probably be a little bit funky. So bear with us, uh, but please know that we're always working to improve these. So the next one is going to be even bigger and better. Uh, and speaking of the next one, we are very, very happy to announce that the next Winged Wheel podcast night at the LCA is going to be happening on Saturday, April 8th, 2023 uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And to get your tickets, go to DetroitRedWings.com slash WWP. Again, that's DetroitRedWings.com slash WWP. Note that we haven't announced this out to the Twitter world or on our website yet. Like this is just... Uh, if you're listening to this bonus episode, considering it, consider it special access. Uh, so you go to that link and you get your first choice of tickets uh, while they're all there. Uh, so we encourage you to get them soon. And again, a portion of the proceeds from every ticket sold does benefit the Jamie Daniels Foundation. It is a discounted ticket. You get a special Winged Wheel podcast discount and you get access to the live show and some other goodies. We have some uh, other special things in the works for you. Some things to take home, uh, maybe some different special guests as well. Uh, you'll, of course... Um, have all the same fantastic stuff as uh, from the previous Winged Wheel podcast nights. We're always working to make these better. So again, DetroitRedWings.com slash WWP. Before we jump into the replay of that, I do want to tell you about one or two more things that are really, really important. Uh, On Thursday, December 1st, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. is a special breakfast event in benefit of the Jamie Daniels Foundation, and it is a doozy, folks. Hot Stove Stories with Mick and Ken. So it's not just Mickey Redman and Ken Daniels. It's also going to be Chris Draper, Chris Osgood, Dan O'Halloran, Wes McCauley, uh, and myself hosting. It is going to be a fantastic time. It's going to be a Q&A, a discussion. There's going to be a live auction of some really, really great uh, ticket packages and other premium items. There's a silent auction happening online right now if you go to jamiedanielsfoundation.org that is running up until December 1st at 9.45 a.m. Fantastic memorabilia like signed Mo Cider jersey, 
assigned game used Dylan Larkin stick. Uh, if you know anyone in your life who would uh, like a Toronto jersey, there's a signed Austin Matthews jersey. There is a signed Mike Tyson boxing glove. There's experiences, events, whatever there is, you name it. Really fantastic stuff. And of course, all benefits to Jamie Daniels Foundation and their fight against substance use disorder. So it's for a fantastic cause. Uh, go to jamiedanielsfoundation.org to get your tickets and to bid on the silent auction. I really hope to see you all there. I want to fill that room. It's going to be a great time. Uh, lastly, last announcement, based on uh, the response that we got after the first special run of these and by popular demand, the special Winged Wheel podcast Mickey Redmond style flannels are going to be available. Once again, we're doing another limited edition run of those. A portion of the proceeds from every single one of those sold will benefit the Jamie Daniels Foundation as well. Plus, they're Mickey Redmond approved. So uh, they're great to have. Really, really comfortable. They'll be up on the wingedwheelpodcast.com slash shop page. Uh, sometime within the next week or so. So stay tuned. Uh, if you go to that page right now, click on the item link, you can enter your email to be notified as to when they're available. Uh, but for now, enjoy this replay of the fantastic live show from the last Winged Wheel podcast night at the LCA. Get your tickets to the next Winged Wheel podcast night, DetroitRedWings.com slash WWP. Get your tickets to Hot Stove Stories with Mick and Ken, jamiedanielsfoundation.org. And thank you all so, so much for your support. It means the world. This little bonus episode is just the smallest thing we can do to say thanks. Enjoy. Mick, you know, Ken talked a big game about when you're going to show up and you're going to show up on Mickey time. And here you are beating Ken Daniels to the live podcast. Really? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just messaged saying he'd be here in about 10 minutes. So oh, my God. You have 10 minutes to get it. <laughs> he texted me and he said, uh, don't forget your winged wheel flannel. <laughs> I'm thinking, this guy's like my mother. <laughs> that's exactly what I do to you guys. Hey, that's right. Where did y'all come from today? Local? Everybody local? New York City! New York City? New York City. Wow. South Dakota! Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not, I didn't mean that badly. <laughs> that Pierre or Pear? Sioux Falls. I've been to Pear. Pierre. 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 No trees. No problem. Jesus. <laughs> Crazy. We have one from, uh, we have some people here from Luxembourg today. That's right. Do we have any folks from Ohio? <laughs> we congratulate you on escaping. <laughs> Who here's from Ann Arbor? Go blue. <laughs> Who here's from East Lansing? <laughs> wow. Okay, that's good. Good man. Are all, are all you guys going to the game tonight, or are you watching in the bar, or what are you doing? Going to the game? I want to tell you a story. Last night, we, uh, we played, the Red Wing alumni played a, a, an exhibition game in Troy. We played against, uh, I'll cut, just keep it simple, it was a veteran team. Uh, they have 34 teams of veterans from around the United States. And a lot of these guys, you know, as you can imagine, uh, have been overseas, been in these wars and these battles. Uh, they got issues to deal with. They had an all-star team that played us. We had a great game. We won 11 to 9 with an empty net goal. And uh, I don't know, the guy's name, Gary Sinise. Do you guys know Gary Sinise? Yep, yep, yep. Right? He's, he's got a foundation that apparently supports veterans, their families to get relocated, to help them get settled and, and organized. And uh, 
yesterday I did a, uh, I guess it was kind of a podcast, a broadcast thing, uh, to Arms Forces Network, which went everywhere around the world. And it was pretty cool to be involved with these guys last night. 34 teams are here for the weekend. They're playing in the, the four rinks up in Troy, um, all different divisions. And I'm here to tell you, um, for the Red Wing alumni, I told these guys on the podcast and last night when we played these guys, the guys and the gals that do what they do and protect our country and protect all of us, we've got it easy for what we do or what we don't do. And they're the ones that, uh, that really make a difference, you know, out there with first responders and stuff like that, firemen, policemen, and stuff like that. So if you get a chance, say hello to one of them, a policeman, a fireman, or whoever it is, and give them a hand and wish them well. All right, I just got word. This is a message out into the void. I just got word that uh, Ken's about a minute away. He'll be at the Montcalm entrance. So if anyone needs to open that door, I was going to put that out into the world. <laughs> where, is he, where is he parking? Oh, who knows? I think he parked at the arena and walked over, actually. Oh, no, he did. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we offered to get him a car and Uber and everything. And, you know, Ken. He, you, if you want him to drive somewhere, get him a tricycle. <laughs> you know what that is? Would, would young people know what a tricycle is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's not very big. You know. <laughs> Give him a three-wheeler. <laughs> this, is, this is just like the wing wheel. This is the, huh? this is the roast of Ken Daniels. That's right. <laughs> you guys chirp at each other a lot? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's good. Yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Like being on the ice. Oh, yeah. All so so what's going on with you guys out in the, the, the podcast world with the, with the winged wheel and what we're doing? You tell me. Well, first of all, thank you all so much for being at the third ever uh, live showing of winged wheel podcast at GLCA. You know what's going on, Mick, is we were saying we don't know if anyone's actually going to show up this time because the previous two were at the arena, as you'll know. And uh, we never think that the listenership is real. We think you're all paid actors. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> tricycle. Where's your tricycle? <laughs> Times are changing. Ken Daniels, everybody. Well, we, we had fun at your expense for a minute or two. That's good. But it was short. Of course it was. <laughs> Ken, we were just saying. Don't stop we, on my account. Keep going. <laughs> we were just thanking everyone for being here. We didn't know what the turnout was was going to be like outside of the arena because, um, well, we thought you're all going to the Red Wings game, and we just pulled you suckers in. But I can't see past many of you, so uh, I'm assuming the rest of the room is very full of people who uh, are excited to be here. So thank you, imaginary imaginary people behind this wall, and uh, <laughs> it means the world to have you all here and genuinely not just supporting the show, but the Jamie Daniels Foundation. Genuinely, thank you. <laughs> I saw you You sent me something where if we mention the Wing Wheel podcast on Valley Sports Detroit tonight, they're going to donate? Someone, that wasn't us, someone else. I, I think that was Linda Hull, yeah. Trust me, you'll be mentioned. Okay. <laughs> so everybody follow her and donate like she is, and uh, that'll be good. Right. All right, folks, welcome to the Wing Wheel podcast. I'm joined here by special guests, uh, Prashant Iyer. Uh, we also have... Brad Crisco. And I'm Evan. 
And most importantly, we have Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond. Gentlemen, thank you. And Ken, does Kenny know about Luxembourg? Ken, uh, no, Ken doesn't. We have uh, we have a family here from Luxembourg. That's how far in we're pulling in listeners Love now. Them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Man great. Alive. You guys, that's great. So, so let's talk a little bit about the Red Wings here. <laughs> it's been a, it's been an interesting start to the season. It's been the wildest off season that the Red Wings have had since we started the show almost eight years ago now. And the start of the season, though it might be tough, was probably as predicted, maybe. What do you guys make of it? Well, um, injuries, the kids not coming through like they were last year. Uh, Andrew Kopp trying to find his legs, missed all of training camp. Um, we're treading water right now, I think. But the good news is, for all that, is if you look at the standings, Pittsburgh got whacked last night. Tampa's off to a rough start. Washington's off to a rough start. So that's the best we can hope for at this point in time is to try to get our people back, get our young guys going, and to just, you know, at least not fall, you know, into the abyss like we did last year. So we got to stay even with these guys to give us a chance once we hit Thanksgiving, Christmas, and into the new year. So, you know, a lot of things have to happen, but a lot of things have happened. I, by the way, did you find out if uh, Larkin's playing tonight or didn't skate yesterday, right? He's playing. He is playing. Sunquist is not, or we don't know yet. Sunquist sure. is not. Um, Giovanni Smith. Giovanni Smith is in, right, wow. and I'm just trying to. Jordan. And uh, the the mirror image of uh, of 28 Oster. is out, so 82 Osterley is in. Yep. Finally gets to play. I just saw Jordan on the way over, so it's nice that he gets into the lineup. And and to your point. Uh, you can imagine if this were a year ago and the Red Wings didn't have the depth that they do now with uh, Kubalik and Perron, if we didn't have that and we had these injuries and was talking about up front, it, it uh, would be a lot worse. But they are deeper now, so I think hanging in there, they can. So we just got news that Michael Rasmussen was suspended for two games, which is obviously you know a decision in and of itself. But... <laughs> That line, yeah, right. We were surprised too. I think two was a bit. Spin the wheel. Yeah. Spin the wheel of justice. You know, it was a pretty good two-hander. <laughs> he got his money's I mean, worth. You know, back over the shoulder. It was, but I, I looked at the, I, I looked and and listened to the player safety video that they put out, and it's on NHL.com, so you can see it. That Evgeny Kuznetsov um, to Kyle Burrows of Vancouver took a two-hander turning around right to his face, and he got one game. And he hasn't been disciplined by the, the player safety in his career, nor had Michael Rasmussen. So um, I, I just didn't get where he got two games to the, uh, the one game for Kuznetsov. Made no sense to me. If you look at the video, and I'm sure that we'll show it tonight. So I, I didn't I, I'm with you. I saw both of them myself, and it was strange. He hit him right in the mouth, the other guy, Kuznetsov. Um, it just, you know, Rasp, being 6'6", he does play a physical game. He gets under people's skin. He chirps a lot. He's got people slashing him in the back of the legs. When I go down to the bench in the third period and some of this stuff is going on, you don't see a lot of it anymore like, like the old days. But the other night we had a – it's almost like I touched you last. <laughs> it's like, really? But Rasmussen gets people going that way. And I think he's, he's going to have to kind of – I'm sure they're talking to him a little bit about just, you know, we liked your physical play. But you got to be a little more careful. It was reckless. I, I don't disagree yeah. with that. But I'm with you on the Kuznetsov thing. Just he just slapped the guy right in the face with a stick. And get, I, I'm listening to it thinking, 
Maybe he gets three, maybe he gets four. I, after I, thought, it was the other one. I thought it was five it was when really I looked weird. at it. I went, holy cow, I'd never seen something like that before. Honestly, yeah. just turn around the two-hander. See, now, now if supplemental discipline were to give him four or five, then you can understand where they go to Michael Rasmussen at two. I, that makes sense to me. But when he gets one and then you give Rasmussen two and neither had a prior history, it was just weird. And the Krejci hit that Rasmussen put on, I don't think Krejci took it in the head for sure. And as you say, it was reckless. But he wasn't hurt by that. I, it looked like there was some other injury he had the way he was bent over, that the stick really didn't do the damage the way he went into the boards did. So anyway, some, so one's, one man's suspension is another man's opportunity. So, so Rasmussen, Sunquist, and obviously Elmer Soderblom, uh, people were calling them the, the Redwood line, which I thought was great. And then Mick... <laughs> <laughs> you can, take, can you take a vote here? Let, let's go through it. You go ahead, Ryan, and then take a vote. Okay, hands up if you prefer to call them the Redwoods line. How, how about a, a volume a volume vote? Yeah, give us a give us a quick woo. <laughs> Mick, yeah, this is your the, the the idea was yours. I want to say Mick Redmond thought of this. The treesome line. Let's hear it for the treesome. <laughs> Yeah, this is officially going to be demonetized on YouTube. <laughs> There's a lot of names. I mean, those boys are big. God almighty. I mean, what are they, about uh, seven, 700 pounds, the three of them? I mean... Probably. I mean, they're close to 700 pounds. Yeah. And they're, they're about uh, 19, 19 feet tall. <laughs> it's wild. And when I started in the NHL, I was 19 years old. I weighed 155 pounds. I was like a wiffle ball, <laughs> bouncing around like, uh, and, and here's a guy, he's 20, he's not even, he's 21 maybe, 20, and he's 240, around 240, he hasn't even finished growing yet, and, and on top of that, he's agile, he actually, I mean, he can move his feet, you go, really, this guy can pick him up and lay him down, he's amazing, and he's got great hands, so I can only imagine what the future is going to hold, the present and the future. For this guy, uh, he is fun to watch. And when I'm on the bench, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here he comes, and he doesn't smile, doesn't say a lot. He just, no emotion. But the kids played really well the first start of the season. We're happy for him. So uh, maybe I'll throw it to Brad and Evan, because we have some uh, questions, or Prashant even, because we have some questions about expectations for the entire year, uh, if you guys want to take it away. I mean... It's hard to say what the expectations are because so far in the season, we don't have a feel for what they are. We haven't seen the full lineup. Um, Verona and Bertuzzi are such key pieces to the top six of this team, and they haven't played this year, really. And you have the new players like Mick alluded to. Kopp hasn't found his footing yet. Sider and Raymond aren't doing what they did last year. They're a 500 team, and a lot has gone wrong for them so far. So I'm going to take that as a huge positive for the rest of the season. So when they get healthy, the new guys fully gel, Sider and Raymond get it going again. Again, I didn't have this team pegged as a playoff team before the season. I don't have them pegged as a playoff team now, but I fully Boo expect... Boo this man. Boo this man. <laughs> but I fully expect them to be playing meaningful games deep into March and April this season. What do you guys think? How far do they make it in the year? Is this a wildly different team or... Are the growing pains we're going to see now going to kind of last all year? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, it's not on the spot. I've said it before that the season started. I, I didn't think they were a playoff team. And, and not because of what they did or didn't do. It's because of the other teams <laughs> that they're, they're facing. Steve Eisenman said it in his opening uh, press conference. 
he said there's two teams fighting for eight spots. If you look at the other three that are realistically there. And uh, with Ottawa improving, and Buffalo's going to hit a bit of a skid here, I think, with some injuries. And I don't know if their goaltending is sustainable the, the, the way that it's gone. So the Red Wings are certainly better. The key is if they're within eight or nine points, I think, at the beginning of April, or who knows? I mean, anything can happen, I guess. But it's not so much what they did or didn't do, which is the other teams in the competition they're facing. I do think if things continue this way and they get healthy again, and depending what happens, I think they're a legitimate, legitimate shot to be in the playoffs next year. Somebody's going to have to falter for them to get in this year, whether it's Washington, whether it's Pittsburgh. It's not going to be Tampa Bay, I don't think. It's not going to be Florida. It's not going to be Carolina. It's not going to be Toronto. Uh, Washington, I don't know about Washington. They're getting a little bit long in the tooth in certain areas. Pittsburgh's still got a pretty stacked lineup, but you never know. About Carolina, the Rangers. Carolina, for sure, guaranteed. They're maybe the best team in the whole conference. Um, Rangers, when they get it going, they'll be good. So there's, there's nothing there unless somebody falters. So, you know, are we going to knock one of those guys out? It means we've got to get 100 points probably. And that's not likely to happen. But you know what? This goofy world of, uh, of cap stuff and, and the injuries that are going on in this league today because of the speed of the game, it's crazy. So anything can happen. If you like keeping your glass half full, then you know what? You keep the, you keep, you keep the hope up and... Uh, but we got to get through this stretch where we get Bertuzzi back, get Verana back, get people settled down, get Cop comfortable. Uh, the other guys have really pretty, pretty well found their stride. I think uh, uh, Sherratt, uh, Mata, David Perron, um, these guys, uh, Hag. I mean, they're all in Huso, I think it's been fine. But we got to get the other guys going and get these other guys back in the lineup. So, And if we do and we can hang in there, you know, till Thanksgiving here, it's only a month away. Our schedule is not that bad. It really isn't bad. Um, I think tonight's game, coming off the last, the Boston for sure, and then the, the debacle here at home against uh, New Jersey, tonight's pretty damned important. And Minnesota, they were ugly at the beginning at home, and they got all upset. They're on a roll. And we're going into Buffalo tomorrow to play on Monday, and there's two teams that are looking for that, la- that next spot in the playoffs. So I think tonight is really, really the very first huge game for this team, even though it's eight games in. So we were actually talking about this last night. I think one thing that this broadcast that you two do especially well is you balance things like, um, you know, the speed of the game and commentating and calling it as you see it. But you work in things like advanced analytics, which aren't always so easy to decipher on the fly. And Ken and Mick, I got to say, the way you two advi- <laughs> decipher advanced <laughs> analytics on the air Mick, whenever you see something like expected goals and your your glorious question, which is expected by whom? <laughs> that was ultimate. That was the best line ever. <laughs> the graphic said expected goal totals, and and Mickey said expected by whom? And I was just really, I thought it was really neat that grammatically he got whom correct. <laughs> so that was really cool. That's I love that. Mickey, if you want to know whose fault it is, who whom's expecting it? Yeah. It's Prashanth right here. Now, I want to tell you, I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> that was a legitimate question. It? Who is it? Where are they? Gremlins. They expect it to happen. Sorry, buddy. Really? Okay. Uh, listen, I, I get the, the, the analytics thing, but analytics don't take into consideration heart and soul and things happening on the ice on the fly 
the numbers, yeah, at the end, you can add them all up and do what you want. But, boy, I'm telling you, when stuff happens on the ice, on the fly, you can't put that on a piece of paper. And when guys dig in and they want something or need something, and they, they, they're going to go and get it. Now, the numbers at the other end will show that they got it, but they won't always get it. So I don't know if that means expected or not expected or what, but it's, it's very strange for me. I understand some of it, not all of it. I'm buying in partly, but not all of it. So I'm kind of just, uh, I'm trying to tread water for a while. You know what? You're, you're right there with my better looking older brother, John Tortorella, who, uh, <laughs> God, I love torts. He is a wonderful human being. Say what you want when you see him out there on the bench or he's saying crap about his players. Ultimately, most love him, and we do. And uh, Tort said, analytics are fine. Uh, they're okay. But quite frankly, a lot of it is trash. According to him, he said a lot of it is eye, most of it is eye test and gut for me, to quote John. He said some of it can be used. And I'm sure that uh, the, uh, the inner workings of front office staffs will use analytics, and they probably should. I'd love to hear Prashant. Because people don't really realize how analytics are done. And there's, there's many websites out there. Without great detail, what, what you said to me last night sort of summed it up. So Prashant, who's North Carolina. You know he's from North Carolina? And, and he flew up here just to see you? Just to see you, Mick. He did. Why? <laughs> you you want to you do color tonight with him? <laughs> Trust me, no one wants to see that. Huh? No one wants to see that. Explain your analytics as simply as you can, how yeah, it's done. You know, we were talking about this a little bit, and, and I think it, the most important part when people go to use or look at numbers is you really have to understand where they come from and what all is factored into it. And just because someone has expected goals on this page doesn't mean it's the same as somebody else's. The amount of information that all goes into it is extremely different. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of people spend time using those numbers to maybe feed a narrative that was already in their mind about where they wanted to go with something and not necessarily understanding on how that could potentially inform more. But I will say this, a lot of the public stuff that's out there is missing a lot of information that's captured by private companies like Sport Logic that you guys are able to use or staff leads, things like that, that uh, it leaves a lot to be desired where we're at still. I have a question. I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Now, this one goes way back. Six guys are on the ice, including the goalie. We get scored on. One guy back on the blue line had a brain cramp. All of us get a minus. How do you figure that? I go to the bench and I go, this is bullshit. <laughs> I get a minus and somebody's paying attention to that. They look at the stat and they go, this guy's minus 15. Yeah. It was his fault. <laughs> that's that's I mean, the old I've always had that problem. I had my man, right? Yeah. Well, Bobby Flager, who just passed away shortly, you know, not long ago, one of the three Flager brothers, uh, and they're from Curtin Lake where I was born. Bobby, Bobby used to say, when video replay came in, the staying that I had my man went out the window. <laughs> Everybody was watching. But anyway, how do you how do you account for a minus figure like that when somebody else caused the problem and you have to pay the price? Yeah, on an individual play, right. none of the none of the numbers you're going to look at are going to tell you that for an individual play. What they try to do is over the course of a season, they'll they'll take a look at all of the players on the ice and try to identify who's the common player that's always on the ice when this minus is happening. And then ah, they'll try and put the go. blame 
There you go. Towards Who's that. Screwing up the most. Right. right. And so that's how okay. they try to figure it out. But you said to me, and you simplified it last yeah. night when we were at Grey Ghost, which yeah. is my favorite restaurant in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. um, when you simplified it last night, the computer reads what? Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the computer for some of these private models, the, the sport logic, the computer is watching the game. And the computer is actually looking at the player's poses and... <laughs> Look at Mickey's face. <laughs> the computer's watching Did the game. Did he just say the computer's yeah, the computer watching the game? Watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. that's, that's how oh, you guys are getting your right. numbers at Bally. Yes. That's how it happens, right? Yep. The computer is watching the game. How does it do that? It is. They've trained it based on where they think the player is and oh, what the position right. of the player looks like. And that's how you get your numbers at What Bally. does the computer think about Daniels and Redmond? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're laughing. <laughs> the computer is still in its oh mom's God. basement, if it makes yes. you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Right. The computer is in somebody's basement, yes. yeah. naked, watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great I think this oh. is a groundbreaking moment where it doesn't matter how you feel about analytics, everyone hates plus minus. So we're just finding yeah. common ground here. <laughs> right. So, uh, well, many have the teams still look at it. it, yeah. it uh, after the game, they run the uh, stat sheets, which is basically plus minus shots on goal, uh, time on ice, and block shots that goes down to the room. Trust me, every player grabs that sheet. There's a copy for everyone, and they'll look at the plus minus. They, you know, you know, I don't. I thought they had access to this stuff during the game, but they don't. And like the other night when I was down on the bench, a certain individual tapped me and said, "How many shots do I have?" I go, uh, three. Next one's going in. I go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't, I, I, can't, I, I, I just thought they had access to this stuff, but I guess they don't. i tell you a little story. We were, uh, when Gus Nyquist was here, you know how small he was, and I'm on the bench in the third period, and Gus got absolutely creamed by some guy from uh, Columbus. So I'm standing there, and I'm looking down this way, and this, I feel this tap in my left leg, Going on, I turn, I go, I hit my talk back or my my cough button. I said, "What the hell do you want?" <laughs> and he goes, "Who the hell hit me?" <laughs> I said, Number thirty nine in blue. <laughs> oh, he got wiped up. Remember that? Oh, yeah. he got absolutely creamed. Oh, and funny. now, and that was before they all had the iPads on the bench. So right. now they can just look at it. I mean, yeah. they're grabbing as soon as they come back. They're taking the iPads. Some coaches hate it. Some don't mind it. I, I, Derek Malone doesn't mind it if they do, but sometimes just concentrate on the game, right? Zabanajad right. and Kreider. Zabanajad was looking at his miss in the playoffs, and Kreider grabbed it out of his hand and threw it down uh, <laughs> when the Rangers were in because just concentrate on the game. Forget what you just did. Just go out and do what you do. So Too intense. Yeah. Way too intense. So Anyway, you guys are going to the game. Yep. Okay. And where are you going to be sitting? Up there with you in the gondola. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. not in your, not in your, uh, right. in the, right. not in the gondola with you, but uh, right. elsewhere around there. You'll be down to our right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who are we looking for on Minnesota tonight? Anybody know Minnesota? Caprisa. What do you think of him? The next what? Pretty good player. He's pretty good first season. Yeah. So who do you think we'll put on him tonight to shadow? Come on. Ding, dun, 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 dun. Rasmussen? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But he's a killer on the power play, for sure. So we're going to have to watch. We're going to stay off the We've got to stay off the penalty box tonight, right? I mean, deadly the other night. 
and Boston is just way too good to put them on a power play like that. And, and, and Minnesota takes uh, the most penalties per game in the league, but their power play has been really good. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a – it's a challenge. And uh, who's so starting tonight so the rotation ends. So yes. that's uh, interesting too. Well, the good thing about the other night was that we could have had a chance to win that game if we capitalized on our scoring chances early in the game. We had three of them in the first period. Soderblom hit the goalpost, a couple of others. We weren't able to capitalize. That's a big problem for Detroit right now. If they score at least one of those goals, it's a different game altogether. And it's not a 5-1 game or whatever. So you have to take advantage of what you've got when you get it. And this team's got to get better at doing that. Realizing that the, the, the opportunity is there. It's like life and death on the ice. You gotta score. Like, who doesn't want Zadina to score? He could have gone. You know, he could have gone to the front of the net in that third period. Uh, why he didn't, I don't know. We got to get into his head to go to the net, crash and bang. Let's go. See, you know? and you see what happens tonight is uh, Adam Ernie gets a goal and he goes up to the top line with Larkin and Raymond, and Zadina's back on the fourth line again. But they're just trying, just trying to find his way somewhere, you know. Well, I think we have some questions in the crowd. So while uh, Melissa helps us prepare that, I actually want to do some quick shout-outs. Uh, I want to say hi to Chris Perry and his lovely, lovely wife, Roxanne. They're here. Um, Chris is the director of the Jamie Daniels Foundation. This is what this is all for. So. Every single one of you in here today represents a donation from the Detroit Red Wings and the Wing Wheel Podcast to the Jamie Daniels Foundation. So thank you all so, so much. Thank you. It is, it is truly remarkable, just Red Wing fans, what you guys have done. And I don't know whether it's our uh, Canadian allegiance. Uh, <laughs> Mick and I are both Canadians, what you guys have done. But it's, uh, it's just the Red Wing fans who, who jump on board with money on the board and, and to buy the tickets. So thank you all. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Speaking of, uh, yeah, thank you. Speaking of folks jumping in, I want to say hi to Charles Litch and the, uh, the group of doctors here from uh, Beaumont. Thank you all so much. They also made a big donation to, uh, to the Jamie Daniels Foundation. They're all here representing. You'll see them with their jackets. And they're doing a lot of good work and are really keen to join in the fight against substance use disorder as well. And uh, do we have time to grab some questions? Yeah. And this is Melissa, my uh, much better half. If you ever see me knowing what I'm doing, it's because of her. <laughs> is that an iPad? That's an iPad. That's what they, that's what they look at? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What did I do wrong this time? <laughs> She's going to the arena to tell them the shots on. There you go. Detroit Tiger hat, out of boy. <laughs> so this is for everybody. What is your favorite hit of all time? Now, oh, I'm only 32, so I only know the newer stuff. So I put in there Cronwall sit on Heatley in the playoffs. Because he destroyed him. And I hate Heatley. So it's boy, oh boy. <laughs> so I know Constantinov had some great hits. Cozzy. On McDonald? No, no, Kozlov. I'll, I'll jump in first because mine immediately jumped to mind, and that was Konstantinov on Howard yes. Chuck in the 97 Cup Finals. Yeah. yeah. Who'd you say? Konstantinov on Howard Chuck in the 97 Finals. Yeah. Uh, in that series. Nine, 97, sorry, 97. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lindros, yeah, I think Shanahan Lindros right hit him. Lindros hit him so hard, some, I think it was in that series, knocked him silly. 
for a, for a bit. Remember that? You could hardly stand up. It was unbelievable. But that guy came back oh, for everything. He was unbelievable. Right. Konstantinov I'm talking about. I, I don't know where to go with that question. Um, I mean, all-time hits. You had Pat Quinn on Bobby Orr oh, back yeah. in the day, which, which caused an absolute riot, which you might expect. Um, uh, when body checking was, was you know, part Scott of the Stevens. game, it isn't much anymore. Bobby Plager was one of the best. Leo Boyvin back in the day, way back. Um, Bobby Bond. But in modern day... Remember Korea got belted with Stevens was and got up and Stevens? scored? Yeah. How about Kozlov getting hit by Stevens? Oh, my, oh my, God. my God. Coming through the middle? Yeah. Lindros. Yeah. Well, Lind- Eric skated. He was so big when he played junior, and I've known Eric since he was 14. He skated a lot with his head down because he could. And then when he got to the pros, he wasn't always with his head up, and boy, did he get rocked. And Yeah. Well, he was a yeah. He was an old fashioned. He could have played a throwback. He was he was a timely guy. That if he caught you and read your read your body language, which isn't on a analytic sheet, <laughs> <laughs> not yet anyway. Not yet. <laughs> but he, oh, you better get your head up. The other one I remember was Voracek. I think he was on Philly because he got hit and his hands went. Up in the air. Like, he was he was vicious. You know, Rob, and Rob Blake, who uh, hit, they called it the bee sting, and he said he hit like that. Yeah, because he had shoulder surgery when he first started, and he had no other choice but to, to hit like that and stick out his ass. But he said the game has changed in a lot of ways because it's so fast now, and the way that teams defend, you you can't really come across and get somebody in the eyesights to hit like that anymore. So you, you're not going to see it like you did in the old days. All right. Um there's another one I th- I just thought about, but, but I lost it. Jesus, Kramer. It's <laughs> not a red too many one. times in the head. Ken on Mick in the in the gondola. Well, remember when, in the playoffs, Ozzy knocked uh, Mike Madonna over. Never got a penalty behind the net. That one. And somebody else went flying in that series. Somebody creamed uh, one of the flyers. Not not the big guy either. There's a lot of big hits. McCarty. He got hit, and everything went flying. Stick, gloves, helmet. Everything came off on that one. There's been a lot of them over time, you know. Um, but that part of the game is, uh, is dwindling. Guys are getting hurt today because this game's too fast. And they get on the trolley tracks, they can't get out. They have no options. I'm betting now that this game will slow down for the better. It better or we're going to have guys hurt all the time. Seriously hurt with head injuries. So let's hope they get, they, they get on. And maybe the, maybe the, the numbers... We'll start telling them to get smarter. Yeah, right? I hope so. Me too. I'm all for analytics on that. <laughs> hey guys. Um, so my question was: In your long and very luxurious broadcasting career, which player, either on the wings or just any team, do you think had the best personality? And what was like a great story you had with that player? Holy macro. <laughs> Well, there's been a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of characters. Um, so many. Huh? I mean, so Fred Hull, you know. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brett was ridiculous. <laughs> Hilarious. And he, he helped us with our roast one uh, this past year. So that was very nice of him. Um, Shani was great. Aaron Downey, the Orangeville uh, potato farmer. <laughs> Aaron was wonderful. Brendan, yeah, Brendan Shanahan. Just so many. 
over the years. Honestly, I, I'd love and Gabriel Landeskog to talk to. You wouldn't know he's Swedish. You can talk to him for hours. We just talk about dogs. You go, you know, you can go in the room, and that's the best part of the game. You go in the visiting room and you see guys you know um, and just shoot the breeze with them. It's really nice. We lost that the last two years with COVID when you couldn't go in the room, so we felt pretty isolated from that, but it's it's been better. So many. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, to- there's, there, I mean, we've been very fortunate, I think, here to have have guys that bought into the what was going on here in Detroit. They do a lot of work charity-wise. Um they're on the streets uh, doing visits, and I mean, they they just when it started back in the day, I think guys like Zetterberg they, and Lidstrom, they all they they walked into it, so they just became part of. Like Zetterberg was a big part of uh, uh, what they call the fire uh, fire things that uh, up in the ceiling. He took over from Brendan Shanahan. You know? Fire alarms, yeah, yeah. Was it fire alarms and stuff like that, and donated oh, a lot yes, of stuff, yeah. visited. Uh, Ozzy and I actually just a month ago went and visited a bunch of firefighters up in uh, up in the east side in Macomb and uh, had a great hot stove with them for about an hour or so. But again, there's first responders that do things every day and possibly when they do do what they do, they're putting their lives on the line, you know. Um, so I think this organization has done a really good job with getting guys out like that. I'm just trying to think of, you know, it's hard to find a bad guy to switch the other way. That somebody who just didn't engage, most of the guys are pretty, pretty easy going. You know, when when we're not down there, you know, battling like that. Um, but characters, Bacardi was a character for sure. Brett Hull was a character. Um, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold some. How about Sean Avery? <laughs> 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 I, think, I remember i remember when sean was with us oh he was a he was a funny dude i swear to god and he got on the he got on the elevator remember this one with eiserman oh, yeah, shanahan. shanahan and the whole and by this time i was there the veteran guys were figuring out that 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 sean avery uh wanted to act like a veteran so i guess, guess he, they, he gets off the elevator or something you tell the story it was all of the left in the elevator at the time was Eisenman, Shanahan, Avery, and me. And st- we were on a higher floor for no other reason we were. It didn't matter. They were all, weren't on the same floors. And Steve gets off. And as the doors close, Sean says, he gets his own room. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I looked at Brendan. And Brendan, and he's like one floor up and the door opens. And Brendan just waits. And he said, yeah, Aves, as soon as you get to the Hall of Fame or maybe play one more game in your career, you'll get one, too. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the moral of that story and many others like it, I mean, not the same, but kind of similar to different humor. There's, there is a boatload of humor that goes on with those guys and around those guys. And we're, we're, we're fortunate to be a part of it that you just, you just gotta go, Oh, this is unbelievable. You, you, and there's no, you can't, you can't, you gotta be, uh, you gotta have big shoulders because you're going to get picked on. You're nobody's exempt and so they're going to come after you sooner or later. So it's all part of the game and the, and the family atmosphere that hockey players have. And that, which makes this the greatest game in the world. Yeah. I think we have time for one more question before we wrap. Travis, do we have a Travis here? Travis with the Stadium Series jersey, my man. Um, I guess, what's your favorite building to announce in? And what's your favorite building as far as the team? 
an ounce in? I I would have to say now, probably much. Right, I, I hear you. Yeah. No, I get you on the road. We'll think the same on this one. Yeah, I, I'd have to say it's pretty easy, Montreal. Right. Yeah. And that's because the, the gondola in Montreal is down, I'm trying to remember, what is it, about 60 feet, 60 or 70 feet off the ice, and it's over towards the boards. So you're, you're not only not way high, but you're also in. At the Joe, like we were at the back of the seats, so far away from the boards, was ridiculous you know but um montreal is really cool yeah, yeah. i think the the chance show that the hot dogs are overrated from how they used to be <laughs> they make them a little different but all oh, there's a very thin hot dog and like bread that's toasted not as good as it used to be uh but yeah montreal except the access you got to go up go down to get out there but where the gondola is and we modeled ours after montreal so it's pretty close to the offset of the near boards so I'd say Montreal, and, and now I, I love Chicago, but we only go there once a year. The old stadium I love the best because of the noise and, and the piped organ and into the walls and the, the place reverberated. Uh, but for me, going to Chicago, I get to see my daughter, who's a nurse at Northwestern Hospital now. So uh, I get to see her when we go to Chicago. So, you know, I, the other night I, was re- I had uh, replayed the anthem for a friend of mine. I said, you, he had no idea. I don't know there's another anthem like that in Chicago. In Chicago? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they scream and yell and cheer through the whole anthem, which isn't really disrespectful at all. They got the lighters going sometimes. It's, they darken the <laughs> arena, and that guy's got a voice like nobody's business. It is un. If you don't get up for a game after listening to that anthem, you better get out of the kitchen. You don't belong there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, and I know I know you're rapping here, and you, you've mentioned it uh, on podcasts before, and we thank you for that, and Chris Perry's here. And we just want to mention that on uh, Thursday, December 1st, at the wonderful Motor City Casino. We're uh, going to hold a breakfast. We're going to go early. We've done roasts in the past and hopefully get back to that again. But COVID had us do two virtual roasts after we roasted Mickey in 2019 and 800 people there. And it was just fabulous. And all the folks who came in for it. And then we uh, roasted Scotty Bowman virtually and then Brett Hall. But we're going to do... Uh, Breakfast this time from 7.30, breakfast starts, and after 8, there's going to be a discussion. From 7.30 to 9.30, I I say you can come as you are. Uh, Tickets are available at jamiedanielsfoundation.org. Breakfast is included. When I say come as you are and it's breakfast, if you sleep naked, put clothes on. (laughs) Other than that, even in pajamas or if you're going to work after, it's a suit. You can get to work for the day. So we'd love you to be there. Motor City Casino, Thursday, December 1st, and it's we're... uh, the, the hot stove, as Mick likes to call it, because in the old days in Hockey Night in Canada, they used to sit around the hot stove in the intermissions and just tell stories. And Ken Holland, when he was here, he'd call us during the day, let's go for lunch, let's hot stove. Let's just go and talk about the game of hockey. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be breakfast on Thursday, December 1st. Mickey Redmond graciously giving us his time again, along with Chris Draper, Chris Osgood. And the best part of this is that uh, two referees will be there, Wes McCauley... <laughs> And Dan O'Halloran. So you can, Dan's now a supervisor, and Wes is going to work the Buffalo game the night before at Little Caesars and stay over. So we thank the league for making them available to uh, get at Mickey for all the years that Mickey went at them. So, <laughs> and still is on Wes. It was preseason he's on the refs. I said, just wait. So please go to jamiedanielsfoundation.org. We'd love to see you there Thursday, December 1st. It's early, but we're going to have a great time, and you won't get another discussion like this, and there'll be a time for Q&A as well. There will be a silent auction uh, starting November 15th. We've got lots of wonderful stuff and a live auction, including suites to Red Wing game and tickets, et cetera. So hope you can be there.
So how long are you guys going on the podcast? How long are we going? How long do you go tonight? Oh, we are another gonna, bit yet. No, we're gonna wrap up once uh, in just a minute here, and then oh. we're, we're gonna mix and mingle with people. Okay. And then we're gonna head over to the arena, uh, no later than six. Okay. And then we actually have a wing wheel podcast table in the concourse where we're gonna have a bunch of swag and stuff to give away, so you can come say hi to us there too. All right. Well, let me just say thanks again to you guys for the uh, the time and effort and and stuff that you put into Red Wing Hockey and the Jamie Daniels Foundation, and all of you guys that are. Uh, I don't know what are they doing. They're following along, or they're part of the they're part of the family. They're part of the and, family. Uh, I, I, part of the family. I love it because everybody. Well, not everybody, but a lot of you got a good, good, healthy ginger ale in your hand. That's a good thing. <laughs> now, Daniels and I have to wait till about well, what time? Uh, Nine thirty. While games are roughly running, two twenty-one, seven ten, eight ten, nine ten. You got so it down by, to the minute. Nine forty. <laughs> See when when we say goodbye, Mick has to stay on Red Wings Live post game. Yeah. When I throw to John Keating, I'm out the door within one second. And and he's <laughs> he calls me on the way home, and I'm like one deep already. And he, yeah, yeah, I gotta catch up all the time. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much, you guys. It, uh, the great game of hockey is uh, is is great because of things like this. It's a wonderful close knit family, even though we're spread out all over the world. And uh, I think we're all blessed to be a part of this whole thing. And just uh, God bless you all, and thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.